of God to us. Hallelujah. Come on, give it up for the Lord. I said, if you are clapping, give it up for the Lord. Hallelujah. your neighbor if in church you cannot clap when you are outside what can you do hey come on give it up for the lord God is hallelujah ask your neighbor are you ashamed of the gospel what did your neighbor say? Mm. Ask the neighbor on the other side. Are you ashamed of the gospel? Choir, pick the chorus for us. Let us just enjoy it. Fast. Just the chorus, please. We are not ashamed. You can't start. We. Hey.
Father, we thank you for everlasting life. Thank you that we are not ashamed that we can walk with our heads up. Because even though we are sinners, your blood has washed us clean. Even though we are imperfect, you are perfect. Even though we are unrighteous, Lord, your word says that he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Thank you. We give you praise and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Take your seat. Hallelujah. I hope you like your new church. Yeah. Amen. By the grace of God, more of us will fit inside the building. Amen. Yeah. And tell your neighbor, you see, now there's no backhoe. <laughs> Wherever you are sitting, you can be seen. Hey. Asema to backbenchers. You know? <laughs> there are some people, when they enter a room, even when the room is empty, they sit at the back. If you are like that, cure yourself. It is an evil spirit. Especially when it's in the house of God. Are you here? If it was money, you would draw closer and come for it. Uh-huh. But when it is God and the things of God, then you get some shady behavior. Hey. Ask your neighbor, is it you they are talking to? What did your neighbor say? Leave my thing for me. Hallelujah. Well, last week we started talking about something, isn't it? He that had. Mark chapter 4 and verse 25. If you don't know any scripture, you must know this one. He that hath, what will happen? To him. And he that hath not. Uh, the people controlling the... Are they? <laughs> Either you are alive or you are dead. <laughs> okay. And he that hath not, what happens? I said, he that hath not, those of you who have been worshipping your poverty. It's true. I don't know about you, but among the guns, we even have a saying, mm, oh, yeah, for, you know, so you'll be saying something that you want to prove how I don't like trouble. I don't say, mm, oh, yeah, for, I don't like trouble. It's more sunny. Uh-huh. you have called poverty to yourself is that how you are if that is you says that the one who has not the little that he has is taken away and it sounds so unfair and it sounds so unrighteous but it is actually true amen it's actually true the people in your lecture your class who get A's are they not the ones who usually get more A's and those who get F. And those who get one trail, are they not the ones who get two trails? Five trails. Recently I heard of somebody, 14 trails. I'm still asking what kind of university still keeps a student who has 14 trails. I can't answer the question. Ah! Ask your neighbor, is it you? So it is true. The person who has a... Um, Five children. Is the one who says, I've stopped and gets number six. Meanwhile, one person will be having prayer time, looking for one child, moving around from a, what? Prophet to prophet. Hey, by the way, recently I saw something, anti-witchcraft cream. Anyway, that's it. Hey! 
when you don't know your word of God, that's why you buy anti-witchcraft cream. That the devil will stand there and watch somebody make a cream. Anti-witchcraft thing that they can... Oh, come on. I mean, push your neighbor and say, neighbor, let's be serious. Let's be serious. I mean, how? After they are finished with the oil, it used to just be the oil. We are prayed on the oil. Then the oil became red oil, blue oil, yellow oil, all of them with their address. Now, witchcraft cream. I don't know what again. <laughs> are you in the house? Yeah. But you see, the truth of the matter is that the reason why those who have get more is because of how they are and some things that they do. And the reason why those who don't have continue not to have, and in fact, the little they have, they lose it, you know, is also because of things that they do. Are you there? You are very quiet. You see? He has African as me. Africans, everything we like to say it is spiritual. Some things are spiritual. Some things are not spiritual. Yeah. The current state of our economy is because of certain decisions that have been taken. So they decided to go and take a loan. They haven't finished that one. Then they'll take a loan to service that loan. And since independence, we have been servicing loans until today. So when we were left, already now this thing was critical during our colonial time. But when they left, we have just by the same methods brought ourselves to poverty. And it is the same in every African country. He that hath not the little, some pure that they have, it will be taken away. We are seeing it. I mean, so don't start arguing and quarreling about it. Amen. Amen. Rather, look and say, what is it that if I had it, it would help me? Amen. Amen. What are the characteristics? What are the characteristics? And the Bible has a lot to say. The Bible has a lot to say. Last week, we started looking at diligence. I want to round up on that one, and I hope I can do one more today. Diligence. What is diligence? What is diligence? It is an effort to accomplish. An effort. Tell your neighbor, nothing good comes easy. Nothing good. Whatever you want in this world, it doesn't come easy. It doesn't come easy. And I think it's very important for us to know that. Very, very important for us to know that. Asha, there are some seats here. It's a little better. People can see. Just fill the seats. square. Hallelujah. Are you in the house? Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, did you hear? Yeah. Nothing good comes easy. You want to make a first class? It's work. Hard work, not just work. Hard work. There are two seats over there, right here. Someone should just fill them. Yeah, bring them around. They just fill two more here. Wow. Ashes, you have not done a diligent job in filling the chairs at all. Mm. Because we are talking about diligence. <laughs> Amen. So an effort to accomplish. It is interesting that it also says that one of the things is that it comes by being attentive. Yeah, it comes by being attentive. Ask your neighbor, what do you attend to? What are you attentive over? What do you give your time and what do you give your mind to? Are you diligent? So let's look at a few scriptures. One of the scriptures that is so difficult is the scripture, Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 24. 
Proverbs 12, 24. Wow. Now that I'm being open to open to, you see how you are quiet. <laughs> if I was shouting around, you'd be shouting some. Please give me the amplified version. Because it says something that is very interesting and easy to read. It says that the hand of the diligent will rule, but the slothful, the slothful person is the non-diligent, lazy person. He will be put to forced labor. Forced labor. Many of you who are working, it's forced labor. It's true. You are not at the point where you are making the decisions. So somebody tells you, you must be here at 7.30. Even if the same person has kept you in the office and kept you awake until, and working till 10 p.m. or 11 p.m., you are now going home, they'll tell you that tomorrow you are still supposed to come at the 7.30. And you can't say, fee. Forced labor. Forced labor. Could it be that if you had been a little more diligent about certain things and certain studies that you were doing, maybe you would have entered at a slightly higher level where the forced labor would not have been quite so forced. But the way that you are. Hey, the church has become very quiet. You are surprised that you are going to become forced laborers. Oh, but it's true. You tell me that you are a medical student, you are a doctor. If you like, don't go and do what you must do. Forced labor, nobody will be it's true or it's not true? Is your state after school not worse than during school? Okay. Yeah, unless you force your way out by some means. And those are the means that we are discussing. If you decide that you go inside, you'll be slothful, you'll be lazy. Oh, you will be somebody's uh, mini po. <laughs> you'll be there. They are calling you doctor, but you now, you know that you are more than a laborer in that place. Oh, but it's true. Uh, priest, what I'm saying is it true? It's not true. It's true. Yeah. You say that you are a lawyer, you won't do your work well. How? Forced labor. <laughs> Push your neighbor and say forced labor. And ask your neighbor, is that what you want to do? Is that what you want to do? So the, the Bible says that if you are not diligent, that's what will happen to you. And it says that the hand, the diligent hand, the person who is diligent will rule. So if what is given to you, you are diligent about it, you rule. Now, I have a little problem. And one of my problems is that because we like, us Africans, we are spiritual people. Everything you know, will go the way of the spirit. It is good, but it's also bad. Why am I saying it's good and it's bad? It's good because many things are determined by spiritual means. But it's bad because we remove all responsibility for doing well and progressing. We remove all. It's now somebody's responsibility and somebody's fault. That if we didn't do well, if we didn't prosper, somebody who caused it. So I want us to take a brief surgeon through the Bible. And let's go to Genesis chapter 30 this morning. Let me just show you something. A certain spiritual man. Tell neighbor, a certain spiritual man. Genesis chapter 30. In Genesis chapter 30, we meet a certain man called Jacob who had been working for his uncle Laban for several years. When he wanted to leave him, the uncle begged him. Some of you, when you are leaving, don't make you. <laughs> the man begged him because he said that, Hey, since you came into my life, I have been blessed because of you. So please, don't go. 
I perceive that God has blessed me because of you. Don't go. Let us renegotiate. Let us, let us look at your terms of working again. So they looked at the terms and conditions. And when they looked at it, Jacob said, you don't have to pay me. He was clearly not an African. <laughs> clearly not from Ghana. He said, you don't have to pay me. Let's just agree that all the cattle that are spotted and speckled and striped are for me. All the sheep are for me. And all the white ones are for you. Let's start again. Those who are there, remove them. Take all and give me the white ones. Are you here? Fresh start. And from this fresh start, any that will come that has got spots on it, that is striped. Are you here? The Bible calls them speckled and spotted. They are for me. And the white ones are for you. They agreed. If he had been like some of us, after that agreement, we will now sit down and wait. For nature to take its course, we won't do anything again. Let's read Genesis chapter 30. Let me look for a certain easy to understand version. Tell anybody the way you don't understand things. Hmm. Are you in the house? You two are telling me the same thing. I'm going to read it from... Let's go to the Bible in simple English. Basic English. Sometimes it just helps. Push your neighbor and say, do you have a Bible? I'm reading from verse 37. So they have agreed, oh, they have removed all the speckled and spotted. Remember also that this is the same man who God had promised and had told him that he was going to prosper him. Told him that it would be well with him. Told him that his descendants would do good. So he is a spiritual man. He had also received the spiritual promises that we have all received some before. Ask your neighbor, have you had a spiritual promise before? Then... In Genesis chapter 30 and verse 37, I'm reading in the Bible in basic English. Then Jacob took young branches of trees, cutting off the skin so that the white wood was seen in bands. And he put the banded sticks in the drinking places where the flock came to get water. And they became with young when they came to water. And because of this, the flock gave birth to young, which were marked with bands of color. These lambs Jacob kept separate, and he put his flock in a place by themselves, and not with Laban's flock. And whenever the stronger ones of the flock became with young, Jacob put the sticks in front of them in the drinking places, so that they might become with young when they saw the sticks. But when the flocks were feeble, he did not put the sticks before them, so that the feeble flock were Laban's and the stronger were Jacob's. And so Jacob's wealth greatly increased, and he had flocks and women servants and men servants and cattle and camels and asses. Amen. I don't know if you can see where I'm going with this. The man had already received a promise. He had received God's promise. He had also received Laban's promise. And he could have said that, well, as for sheep there, 
when they are ready, they become pregnant. When they are not ready, they don't become pregnant. And he would have sat down there and left his fate in the hands of nature to do its work. But when he came back, because he was a diligent hand, always looking over his sheep, he went and got branches and cut them. Be it known unto you that it takes energy to cut a branch. After taking that, you see, he's a spiritual guy. He's adding his spiritual things to his physical things. The Bible says he peels it so that the whole, the bands themselves, I mean, the trees themselves have bands in them. I beg you, don't sit where I can see you sleeping. It will be a major business afternoon. Thank you. So if you know that you are sleeping, deliver yourself. That's why there are chairs outside. Okay, let's continue. <laughs> Amen. Then he put something in front of them. He leaves it there for them to be looking at. I have looked after animals before. I tell you, if you have a head of animals there, you cannot easily be there all the time when they are meeting and they are crossing. This guy, because he had planned that look, I have a plan. He was there. He had learned his animals. He knew that as for these animals, they'll go and walk around. When they finish walking, they'll come and drink water. The one place where action will happen is at the water trough. Let me put my sticks over there. The Bible says that he was watching over them. That he'll see which ones are strong and which ones are weak. The ones that are weak, I don't like you. I will not show you my things. The ones that are strong, let me show you my... Because he knew, you see, the guy was a spiritual man. Amen? He knew that. He knew the scripture. Look, what you are looking at, and that's what you become. Oh, yes. If you look at nothing, you become nothing. You are very quiet. Those of you who have been looking at reggae stars with rasta, that's why your hair is how it is. It's what you are looking at that you become. Those of you who were at Shatawale last night, that's what you are looking at. Yeah. That's what you are looking at. And that's why certain things appeal to you. Those of you who are watching, uh, what? Uh, <laughs> you sit down there, you are watching Kunkumbaja, this empty head. You are watching all these uh, soaps and stuff. You become exactly like that. Flighty, frivolous, and foolish. Because that's what you are watching. That that is why, oh yeah, that's why the Bible says that and we beholding his glory, those of us who are also looking at Jesus Christ, he says that we are changed in image from glory unto glory. Because that's what we are watching. So everybody and what they are watching. If you are sitting by a neighbor, ask the neighbor, what, 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 what are you watching? What are you watching? When we have football stars and they want to do well the football stars go <laughs> the football stars go and take videos of the people they are going to compete against they watch it they learn from it they counter it unless they come from a certain idiotic place where they will tell them the malam says enter the uh, stadium with your back So while the people who score the World Cup go, when they are watching movements, others are sitting down saying they are watching what the fetish, the malam said, the fetish piece, the father fried the malam said, something is wrong with you. Something is wrong with you. This guy was also a spiritual guy. 
He also believed in the word of God in his life, but it was no reason to sit down and cross his hands and his legs and just say, I'm believing God. And you are a useless student if you don't go to your class, and you are a useless student if you don't have the notes, and you should be sacked if you do not read your notes, and if you don't sit down and burn the midnight oil and get that stuff into your head. I am sick and tired of people who trail and when they finish trailing they say it is God's fault. How dare you? How dare you? If you just applied a little diligence to what you were doing you would have passed. But because you are a slothful student let me talk to the workers. Yeah. You are also there. Slothful working. Oh, I will give them also. You are working in a hospital. Your patient has had a, 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 a what? Surgery. Even to just take the temperature every day. Is it not free chatting if people do? Is it not free chatting? Is it not free chatting? You are Then you wonder. Why am I poor? You are poor because of your non-diligence. You say that you are an elder. You say that you have a church. Then you wake up on the morning of the day that you are supposed to preach. And you expect that your preaching will bear fruit. You are a slothful elder. You won't visit. And when I go to go and visit, there's nobody, there's nobody there. They live there. They live there. So if your timing of the visit is not right, change the timing. The church has become very quiet. (laughs) Ask your neighbor, can you see yourself? You see, the reason why I can preach this message with strength, and if I only finish diligence today, I don't mind. You see, I told you the story last week. How I started working in the books. And it wasn't working. After that episode at my desk, when the Lord showed me diligence, I now sat down and I began to ask, but have we not been carrying books from here? Sato, collect a microphone. Tell us some of the places that we used to carry our books to. Because some people think that I'm telling stories. Do you remember some place where you carried the books to a meeting? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, the whole day, I, I went to a program somewhere. I carry a volume, book. please. I carry a box of books, plenty. It was a suitcase, yes, the two. Yes. And when you lift the suitcase, your back would drop. Okay. Yes, that one. And I, I pick taxi, drop it to the place. 20 Ghana to the, from here to the place. 20 because Ghana. you cannot carry the yes. books like that it's onto very it. very heavy. So I spent the whole day in the place. I sold you one book. The anointing. Six cities. At that time it was six cities. And carried it back. Carried it back. Every week yes. we'll look at all the adverts for meetings around. Yeah. All the posters, billboard in town, tech junction. There is somebody in charge of billboards and posters in town. The work is just go and look for a program. That for was me. somebody in my. That's your yes, work. That's your work. Which just, meeting are we going to? Yeah. Then we'll go. Then mm. what will happen? Five books. 
and come back. Hey! Are you there? Thank you very much. So this was the state of affairs when I now had the encounter with this book and with the chapter on diligence. And I said, Lord, can you not see that we are tired? How can you say that we are not diligent? Then he asked me, when you go to your meetings, where is the registration list? This place you went to have the conference, where is the registration list? I, I, I don't, I don't have, uh, I don't have, uh, I don't have a uh, uh, registration uh, list. Uh, please, um, are you there? When you went to this, uh, look, he now began to show me. He said, when you went to this other place, how many books do you sell? I don't know. Which titles go faster? I don't know. Which ones go slowly? I don't know. At what price will a book sell? I do not know. At what point is it? I said, Lord, every question you have asked me, I don't know. <laughs> Tired we were getting. Tired. Oh, brother, I used to tell the guy, I said, actually, you're a young man. Oh. Your wife is, you have to, eh? the back, you have to watch it. <laughs> we were working and sweating like some of you. You are sitting behind the book, then you're just falling going behind the book. So as I'm blasting, you are saying that, ah, but I'm sitting and I'm, you are sitting and learning, but what are you doing? You are doing math, you are sleeping. Some of you don't work much. You read it. You do. You you have a subject in which there are structures. How can you recollect the structure of anything by looking at it? Write it down. What are you saying there? Are you there? And you are lying down too with music in your ears you music in your ears people your diligence has been reduced by 50 no i'm serious your diligence is actually reduced by at least 50 percent by that thing in your ear i now had to understand that tired yes we were tired carrying books yes we were carrying books diligent we were not diligent we were not diligent ask my men when we are going you will know the number of books you carried you will know the number you sold. There's nothing like you're going to sleep and you haven't tallied your record. There's nothing like that. Hey, brother, is there something like that? From the camp, straight, we left on Tuesday morning. Tuesday night, I was preaching. Wednesday, Thursday morning, Thursday night, Friday morning, Friday night. By the time I arrived yesterday, I count straight. Bah, this is it. This is the book that I've been sold. This is what is finished. This is what is left. You'll be there. You be there. I said, diligence. This man was looking at the sheep. This one, it doesn't burn strong children to this side. This one, it burns strong children to this side. Where is the water? Where are the branches? And by the way, I hope you know, you have to be renewing the branches because they spoil. To arrange them so that as the animals come to drink, you are watching something. Ask your neighbor, what are you watching? Ask them, what are you learning? You go and see a seamstress. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. <laughs> Have you seen the laughter in the room? It's a sign of what people are thinking. The total lack of diligence. Then you wonder why you are poor. Let me tell you something. Your counterpart who is diligent for the same style and material is collecting 200 Ghana cities for sewing. You, you are collecting five cities and struggling to get it. Oh. 
serious about what I'm saying? Yeah. Hairdresser who has been burning people's head. When you go to wash your hair, they'll wash your hair like it's a towel. I remember one young lady, I told her, hey, it's a head, it's not a towel. Are you there? When you finish, you can't charge us one person more than 10 cities. We will not pay. But your counterpart is in another place. People travel to the place. She's also a hairdresser. She's also registered with the same hairdressers and mini, mini, mini association. But when she washes hands, she says, she's collecting 50 cities. And you are standing there saying, that, hey, it's too expensive. Be quiet. It's money you don't have. Hey. I'm teaching. Hey. Master, are you saying that we should just, listen, don't ask me silly questions. Be diligent. Hey. The church has become very quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Are you in the house? Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 5. The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness. In other words, a diligent man, as he's thinking, the things that he's thinking about, they bear fruit. They bring something. But, let me go to the Amplified. Everyone who is impatient and hasty hastens only to want. Let me talk to some of you young men who are looking for quick money. You are in a hurry. Your hurry will make you poor. You hasten only to want. People who are running after money. When you run after money, that's the only thing that happens to you, poverty. Why? Because poverty, you see, that running after money makes you non-diligent. There are whole private hospitals. When you are pregnant and you are going to go, hey, this place don't go. Why? The doctor wants money. You could have delivered normally, but they'll make you do a CS. So not that you couldn't have done something, no. But you are in haste to make money. And that haste. Yeah. Um, so, Prince, are you saying that uh, we shouldn't want money? You see, when you ask funny questions, I also have to give you a funny answer. The Bible says, who hastens to be rich? The Bible is not saying that you shouldn't be wealthy. If you look into your Bible, you'll see that everybody that God used, he took care of them, and some of them became really rich. When the Bible says you are rich, hey, then it is riches. Not our kind. Riches, Sampa. Are you with me? So when everybody who went with God, there was nobody that he just left them there like that. Yeah. So ask for that one. But when you have a certain kind of mind, you are hasty to be rich. That's when you do for one night. That's when you bend corners. That's when you won't do the thing correctly. And the devil, and one of the things he likes most, he waits for you to rise. Uduha. Push your neighbor and say, are you diligent? Hey. Hmm. There are two stories. I cannot read all of them to you. But just because we have KFC, I'll read this one. We have KFC in Ghana, so I'll read this one. Can I read you a story? When Colonel Sanders retired at the age of 65, he had little to show for himself except an old car and a pension of $105 a month and a recipe for chicken. 
knowing that he could not live on his pension, he took his chicken recipe in his hand and got behind the wheel of his van and set out to make his fortune. His first plan was to sell his chicken recipe to restaurant owners who would in return give him a commission for every piece of chicken that they sold. A commission of five cents per chicken. The first restaurant he went, he called on, turned him down. Are you there? The second turned him down. The third turned him down. The next 1,000 turned him down. (laughs) In fact, the first 1,008 sales calls that he made ended in rejection. Still, he continued calling on owners. It was prospect number 1,009 who gave him his first yes. Here you may understand the the definition of diligence better. The persistent, that's where we were last week, and relentless effort by an individual to solve a problem, to overcome difficulties, and to accomplish great things. After two years of making daily sales, he signed up a total of five restaurants. Still, he pressed on, knowing that he had a great chicken recipe. Those of you who have been going to KFC. And someday, the idea will catch on. By 1963, remember he started when he was 65. By 1963, he, owned, he had 600 restaurants across the, the country selling his secret recipe of Kentucky Fried Chicken. In 1964, he was bought out by somebody. Are you there? But he continued to represent them until his death. He had become a multimillionaire before he died. His story teaches an important lesson. It is never late to decide to not give up. Mm. Because he's talking about the fact that earlier in his life he had done other things that didn't work and he kept on so he found the one that would work. He kept, he knew that if he kept on knocking, wait, let me see. He says, at the age of 65, however, he decided that his chicken idea was the right idea and he refused to give up in spite of repeated rejection. He knew that if he kept on knocking on doors, eventually somebody would say yes. And this is how Jesus has commanded us to approach life. Diligence. Jesus said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Luke 11, 9. Are you there? We must be relentless and inexorable in our mission. What have you planned to do? What have you decided to do? Who do you want to become? Who do you think God wants you to become? Diligence. Relentlessness. Some of you are always crying. Always complaining. Always saying that the thing is not working. Well, this Friday, we have a meeting. For your own sake, don't don't miss it. Friday night. It was supposed to be on Wednesday that we were supposed to be meeting with the ladies. But somebody is coming and I believe that you need to hear this woman. There is something that she said that I want to quote. She said, pity. This is a person who doesn't have legs. She walks on artificial legs. And she said, pity is a party I have never attended. Pity. (laughs) Oh, I think it's too fantastic. Yeah. Are you there? Say pity. Pity. Pity is a party I I have never attended. No wonder this woman was, she's actually a doctorate in nutrition. She was working for UNICEF and she had a chronic illness. 
And by the time the illness was done with her, she had lost her job. She had lost her freedom. She had lost her ability to walk. For three years, she was a prisoner in her own home because she needed to breathe assisted by oxygen. Are you there? It's, a very, it's quite an interesting story. She could only leave her house for two hours because the oxygen that, that she carried, the oxygen she carried was two hours long. Eventually, they said that we have to do a lung transplant. They did the transplant. And we're waiting and praying. Three days or two days after the transplant, she slipped into a coma and woke up four weeks later. By which time, the blood to her feet and her hands were no longer going. I eventually got a picture of her hands. Blood wasn't flowing. So we have to cut her hands and her feet. When we prayed, God answered. She got the use of her hands back. But she didn't get her feet. And so, three years ago, she began to walk on artificial legs. What would you do? God has been very wicked to me. I trusted him. I believe him. He didn't give me anything. But this woman who does not know the word pity, who does not understand the word pity, who only understands God. Yeah, I don't know about you. After all of this, I remember the first email I got from her. It was written in red and it said, I am back. I am back. I am back. Oh, yeah. Are you here? She has written a book that I should have received by now. It is called Grace in the Storms. She faced the storm. The book is about the storms. And in each storm, God met her there. Today on her artificial legs, she travels the entire world. And when she gets there, she shares a testimony like none other. A testimony you have never heard before. As I have watched her diligence, what God gave to her, she has taken it from place to place. Are you there? As for whether she makes a profit or not, she doesn't even look there. But it's like we are going and we are sharing. Whatever you do on Friday, for your own sake, not hers, for your sake, don't miss it. Some of you need to get out of pity partying and begin to be diligent. Yeah. Explain to me how somebody who has no legs and who writes a book in one part of the world circulates that book to the whole part of the whole world. If it was not diligence. Some of you just learn a song. Allow me to bring it home. I said, Mommy, can you see true? It's not true. I wonder how many songs I see sometimes they are about to sing this song. Then last minute they change. Why? Why did they change it? Because only one person knows the words. Mommy, why are you talking about our own? Who's again should I talk about? <laughs> Please, who again should I talk about? I should talk about another church. But this, this is where I am. This is what I know. Yeah. You said you were joining the dancing stars. When last did we see you on the stage? Because when they started teaching the new songs, I mean, a lack of diligence. You just won't, won't. You just won't. Yeah. Yeah. K is not the best dancer on, this, on the stage. He's just one of the most diligent. 
That's all. Personal answer. Okay, you don't mind them, eh? The fans, some of us, is from our heart. Yeah. No, not because the person is like, I'm. No, 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 no. But when they're actually, you're just putting the thing, rehearsing it, rehearsing it. What I'm saying is it true or is not true? Yeah, you didn't know we're seeing. We've seen it. But you, you say, I'm a gifted dancer. I'm a gifted dancer. Now, uh, rehearsal, Skrawumba. If you are sitting by a dancer, I push the dancer and say, please, is it you? Is it you they are discussing? Is it you they are talking? Ah! Ah, uh, you are an elder too. I mean, he's an elder, so he didn't dance. Hey. You danced? Ah, okay. You have saved yourself. Seto, pick the book from Reverend Michael for me. Are you in the house or you have traveled? Are you understanding something? Diligence would, it will move you. You see, you have come here. Last Sunday, how many of you were in church? Good. Was this how the church looked? Okay. You think we just slept and woke up and it was bad? Be serious. Be serious. I told you, from last Sunday to this Sunday, I have preached about, I don't know how many messages. In the middle of my preaching, I'm following Carpenter. Mr. Inyemaze, I had two lieutenants, Francis and Mr. Inyemaze. Every hour, I'm expecting updates. And where is this? And where is that? And where? You, you wonder what this one is. Okay, you didn't know that they sell it in town. I'll show you. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there. I'm supposed to be preaching, but I'm choosing this one. Oh, it's not enough. Okay, you'll be sitting there. Nothing that you want comes easy. But if you'll be diligent. This is her book. 340 pages. It's called Grace in the Storms. Not one storm. Storms. Yeah. She dedicated the book in honor of my unknown benefactor and organ donors who give so that others may live. Yeah. Are you there? Don't you think that you should hear this woman out? <laughs> I'm asking you a question. I said, don't you think you should hear her out? Yeah. I was looking for something. Wow. Ask your neighbor, are you diligent? <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm reading from the table of contents. Part one. The storm begins. Part two. The second decade of storms. Part three, the epic storm. Part four, restored to life. Part five, God's sustaining grace. Part six, leaving footsteps despite the storms. And part seven, connecting the dots with appreciation. Don't miss it, whatever you do. Don't miss it. Stand to your feet. You see, the way that you are not diligent, if I said you should sit down for point number two, you would have been making faces at me. You are changing. You must change. You have come to church, a Christian. You have just given God half of your day. It's too much for you. Then you wonder why some things are not going well. God knows your heart. He knows it's not fully for him. This afternoon, talk to God. No, I didn't say you're not born again. I just say you're not fully given over. Talk to him. 
I don't know what relationship you have that one afternoon is enough for it. But God is waiting for us to be diligent with what he gives to us. Lift your voice up this afternoon and begin to pray. Begin to talk to God. Begin to talk to God. Ask him to forgive you for the things you have just held loosely in your hand. And ask him to fill your hands once again. Promise him that you'll be diligent, diligent, watching over it, coaxing it, helping it to grow and to do well. Those of you who have been pitying yourselves, maybe you need to take a page out of Dr. Irene's book and tell the Lord that me too, Lord, I will not attend the pity party any longer because I've been given so much. You have so much. What have you done with the so much that you have? Some of you need to confess and you have sinned in the way that you have accused God and the way that you have given him the name of being an unkind and wicked person. You want to say, Lord, forgive me. Maybe there's something I don't know. Maybe there's something more I need to do. Those of you who work, are you diligent at work? We are all believers. Are you diligent in your Christian life? How is your study life? How is it working? Just talk to the Lord for a few minutes. Lift up your voice. It's just a few minutes. Lift up your voice and pray like a Christian. Lift up your voice and pray. Chief Elder, are you diligent? Talk to the Lord. Are you diligent to follow up and to visit? Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Some of you, you cannot decide what you want to do. But today I want you to decide to follow Jesus and follow him diligently. There's an old song. I have decided. Give me the proper key. To follow Jesus. Copy, pick it up for me, please. I have decided. To follow Jesus, and I have decided to follow. Oh, is it true? Then decide to be diligent in your following. Decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. Oh, I have decided.
about that job. If you are a believer, talk to the Lord about your walk with Him. How diligent are you? Are you reading your Bible and are you praying every day? Is He hearing from you? And you want to say, Lord, help me. Help me by your Spirit to be a serious believer. Help me this afternoon you are here you have not given your life to Jesus I want you to do it today you are in church alright you come and you go but you cannot say that I am sure my name is written in the Lamb's book of life if you cannot say that please don't think about your friend think about the fact that one day we will render account and give your life to Jesus you are here, you cannot say for sure that I am saved. You cannot say for sure that I am born again. Please don't waste any more time at all. Lift up your right hand. You are just a prayer away from total salvation. Lift up your right hand and we'll pray together. Lift up your right hand and we'll pray together. If your hand is lifted, just come to me. I want to pray with you. Come to me. Just come. Just step out and come. Your hand is lifted. Let the pastors guide you. Just come. Let us pray together. God bless you, my dear. Just stand here for me. God bless you. God bless you. I believe there are more. You are not sure. It's nothing to be ashamed of. You just want to be sure. It's Jesus who determines that this is what we must do. Hallelujah. If you are standing in front, I want you to pray this prayer after me. Congregation, I want you to pray with us as well. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me. In the blood of Jesus, cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for these ones, oh God. Cause them to be diligent in learning about you and learning about their faith. Pick them up from wherever they are. Lead them on in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.